building an indie business in the center of venture capital. I am Alex Edmonds, also known as Supreme Rumham on the internet, and this is the Building an Indie Business Podcast. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about airlines and how they generate revenue. Um, they generate revenue from bags, types of seats, um, in-flight, cargo, credit cards, charters, subsidiaries, leases, um, tech ops, parts, pilots, licensing, cargo, and we're also going to be talking about how they lose money, that's crashes, bailouts, um, I'm going to talk about COVID-19 a bit, um, and then I'm going to give my opinion about the airline industry as a whole. All right, so let's get into it. Bags. So they charge for bags to offset the costs of fuel and the short and ranged. So let's say a plane can go 3,500 miles. So that's um, New York to LA easily. And um, with the weight, that shortens the range of the plane. And um, the airline has to make up for that shortened range by having an extra fuel source on the plane. So now it costs them more money. So what they do is they charge for the bags of the passengers. So the price of the bag is based on the weight of the bag. So yeah, that's how they, that's why they charge for bags. Then they charge for seats and there's three types of seats, economy, business, and first class. So there are like 20 first class seats and that the price depends on so many things. And they make most of their money for the economy seats because while there's 20 first class seats and they're the most expensive, there's 30 rows of economy seats. So that might be 200, no, 180 economy seats and then 20 first class seats. So that's their money maker. And the price, it depends. They have a formula. There's, they charge based on destination, um, the flight time, the type of seat, the seasonality, when is the, the flight. So they're going to charge more for Thanksgiving versus, um, you know, March, right? And you can get the cheapest flight from... 12 months out to 9 months out then the median price is 9 to 1 month out and then 1 month out to the day of the flight is the most expensive and the reason their pricing is like this is because they want the money um, for the flight on their books as soon as possible so they're going to give you a discount to the people that book the closest the farthest out not closest. Yeah. So then 
they make money um, in the flight. And this is entertainment, um, food, Wi-Fi. Um, yeah. And so before 2000, they used to bundle all this in the price of the ticket. So from San Francisco to New York may have costed someone $200. And um, now that flight costs them, or they'll charge $150. And they'll make it up because the customer thinks that the flight is cheaper. So they um, are willing to spend more money on the flight to uh, because they're saving money in their mind, right? So they get an extra bag. They bring an extra bag, which might cost them $30. They get a meal that might cost them $10. Um, so we're at $30. They might get the Wi-Fi that costs another 10 And, you know, it's an eight-hour flight, so let me spend... Let me get a drink, which costs them $15. So instead of $200, they get $205. And that's just one person. Imagine if it's three people flying together and they all bring a bag. That costs them $20. That's $60, right? And then they get meals and everything. And they might spend more money. They may get... Um, they get might get one drink each. Yeah, so that's fifteen extra dollars. So yeah, it's a whole thing. Um, then they make money with businesses um, with cargo, and cargo is another complicated um, formula. They use time. Um, what time is how fast that the cargo needs to get to its destination? So if you want the cargo. And to reach the destination in 24 hours, that's going to cost you more money, right? So um, there's also type. So if you have a car, um, a semiconductor, and a horse, all three of those things have different needs. And the airline is going to charge you for the adjustment for each need. So a horse needs someone to take care of it. Um, the airline needs to provide that person. So they're going to charge the company for that. Then the semiconductor can't be in a cold environment because um, it'll get damaged in the cold environment. So um, the airline needs to provide the proper environment. And then the car needs, um, it needs to not move around a lot. So they need to provide... The equipment so it won't move around a lot yeah and then there's size and weight size and weight is the same exact thing um, with the bags if the size is too big um, they need to change the plane and make adjustments right and um, the cargo might need special containers so that costs them extra money right and then there's a route so if the route is uncommon for them. So like New York to LA, that is a common route. They won't charge too much for that. But 
New York to Maine or Texas to Maine, they might not even have that route. So they need to figure out what the route is, when they can fly it, and all that extra work, they charge for that, right? So there's that. Um, they make money through credit cards. And what this is, is an airline will um, work with a credit card company to provide um, points to cardholders and the credit card incentivizes people to buy with the credit card and through the airline. So with the credit card, you might get 1% back with your gas, 1% or 2% back with your groceries, but you're getting 4% back with purchases through the airline. And the reason why they want that is because they make money through those purchases and um, the annual fee, which they probably spit, split with the credit card company. And then the credit card has different tiers. So there might be like bronze, silver, platinum, and um, they, may, they might incentivize people more with different benefits through for each tier. So the platinum person might be making 5% on their airline purchases or have access to a lounge um, before the flight. So be, the reason why they have tiers is so that pe more pe different tiers will spend more money and they'll make money. Yeah, okay. And then there's charters. What are charters, you ask? Great question. Um, charters are renting out planes or blocks of a plane. So the kind of clients that do this are um, businesses, sports teams, and there are services that uh, specialize in um, private planes, renting out charters. That was the word I was looking for. Sorry. Um, yeah. And then some um, companies will invest in the travel industry and have subsidiaries so they might create deals um, when they buy like a rental company or a hotel to uh, expand their investment in the travel industry and then some um, airlines will invest in subsidiaries that lower their costs so they might invest in an oil refinery or a um, metal like Boeing or anyone that creates planes to uh, lower their costs, right? So leases, there are two types of leases. There's a wet lease and a dry lease. And the difference is operational control. So um, a dry lease is the one with the operational control. Um, a wet lease is the one where they don't have the operational control. And when someone does a wet lease, that's when they can't fly. When the FAA says your airline can't fly. So they do a wet lease to another, another airline to generate revenue when during their suspension. 
So the planes are used in use and um, they provide the crew so they're making money while they're suspended. Okay, next there's tech ops. What is tech ops? Tech, tech ops is the maintenance, repair, and inspection of planes. So um, some airlines are too small to have their own tech ops department. So they'll outsource from the big airlines. And the reason they do this is um, to save money and then that creates a source of revenue for the big airlines by doing that. Okay, now there's parts. What is parts? Um, so a plane can last up to 30 years. Um, the parts are constantly being changed out. So when a plane is retired, some of the parts on the plane might, be, might still be good. So they can scrape the parts, either put them on a different plane or they sell them to another airline and that way they generate revenue from those parts okay pilot training programs they train their pilots so that they know that the pilots know their stuff some people might have an interest themselves in flying so they they put together their training program in a package and they sell that package to individuals or um, like a training school or like the government. So that, that's how they generate revenue from their pilot training program. Okay, licensing. There are companies that create video games that they might want the real airlines to have their logo in the game or their plane. So the airline gets to lease out their name to the video game for a fee, right? So they're generating passive income just by letting um, Microsoft use their name for a video game, right? So that's cool. Um, government. So some airlines work with the government to provide cargo and charters so it's basically um, how they generate revenue from um, businesses but for the government okay downers get it it's planes downers you get it okay so the first thing is crashes and four things happen when a plane crashes um, their insurance goes up their crash insurance and this makes it so um, they, they're not technically losing revenue, but their revenue has to get spent on the insurance premiums. Then they have to pay damages out to the families of the victims, of the passengers. Passengers, victims, it's the same thing in this case. Okay, so that costs them money. And then people don't want to fly with you because you crashed right so you're losing future revenue from your crash right and then finally the FAA will fine you for your your crash and so you lose money there right so that's how you lose money on crashes another thing is bailouts uh, it's technically not losing revenue 
the bailout is to keep you even because the airline has lost revenue. And the reason why the government keeps bailing out the airline industry is because air, air travel is the most efficient form of traveling. And until there is a new, more efficient way to travel, um, the, air, the government will keep bailing out the airlines, right? Okay. Coronavirus and COVID-19. Um, so, because people aren't flying right now, then um, the, government, the government needs to bail out the airlines. But, I think the airlines can adjust for the future so they don't have to get bailed out and rely on the government. Um, what they can do is um, focus on businesses and shipping cargo. And the reason why I think they should do this is because there is less contact between people for cargo if you're shipping like a semiconductor or cars. So when you're not involving people, then the virus is less likely to spread and you can continue your business and make even more money because you can charge a business more money than you can charge a person, right? Because flying is generic in terms of people and the uniqueness of flying cargo gets a an airline more money, right? Then there's e-commerce. Um, e-commerce businesses, they want to get their items to customers as fast as possible so they specifically should focus on e-commerce businesses to optimize their um their shipping for e-commerce and then social distancing so an airline can charge more in the future for social distancing they rip out that middle seat and they and place barriers for the customers to uh, make sure they're safe in the future from spreading the virus or the new virus that is created from someone biting off someone's an animal's head right and then i think that credit cards uh should be a focus for airlines in the future because they're scalable right they can have more deals and people don't need to fly to use the credit cards they can uh, use the credit cards at home so the airlines would generate more revenue than from the flights and you know it's more money and people don't have to fly you know it's a whole thing okay so my opinion I think that flying on a plane is like a restaurant cooking a nice meal, but then serving the customer the cooking scraps. They take advantage of the fact that they don't need to provide a great experience because it's the most efficient way to travel. And I think in the future, the better customer experience, the airline that provides the better customer experience will gain more customers and win. So yeah. I wanted to thank Ross Kincaid of Trash Panda Capital 
uh, because he helped me with pretty much all the content, all the uh, all the revenue generating stuff. I came up with COVID-19 myself. I had my opinion, but everything else was him. So I wanted to thank him. You could check out Trash Panic Capital. Um, it's going to be linked in the show notes. Thank you for listening. Have a nice day. Bye.